0: You're listening to Dramas Over Flowers. This is the year end yak with Saya, Anisa and Poroma. Hi, I'm Poroma. A decade just ended and this podcast completed 29 months on air. So before we start this very special episode where we look back on the highs and lows of 2019, we want to thank our listeners. Many of you have been with us since the very beginning, but a lot of you have just found us in the last year. We are small podcasts, but we like to think of ourselves as living the actual fandom dream, fostering a community of people who love dramas and analysis as much as we do. So thank you for sticking with us, for leaving reviews, for commenting on Soundcloud, on posts on Drama Beans, on YouTube, for writing emails to us that brighten our day, and for engaging with us on Twitter. You have kept this podcast alive. We hope 2020 kicks ass for all of you. Now, as always, if you want to keep helping us grow, please share our episodes, talk about the podcast to friends who love dramas, leave a review on iTunes or whichever podcast app you use. You can also check out our Patreon page at patreon.com/dramasoverflowers and help keep our lights on, starting with a dollar a month. Finally, you can tweet at us at DramasOverflow or email us at DramasOverflowers at gmail.com. All right then. Let's get this episode started.
1: Hi everyone, this is Saya. This is Anissa,
0: and this is Baroma. And it's the year end yak!
1: So exciting! 2019!
0: Yay! Yay.
1: <laughs> Just in case you didn't know which year was ending. Exactly. The year is ending, the decade is ending. Yeah. And do you realize that if you uh, that people who are born in 1990 are going to be 30 next year?
2: Thanks, Saya. That's uh, <laughs> really helpful.
0: I have joined the 30s this year. I am like adult now. i honestly not felt this adult till last year. And suddenly this year, I'm like, just something shifted and I'm starting to feel more adult now. So it's, yeah. I feel you. I
2: think it was for me, it was like when I went to grad school and I was like in classes with people who just came out of undergrad and I was like, wow, I feel. They're small. I feel, yeah. And then and then I started taking Korean with actual undergrads. Oh my God, guys, this semester I am ta- I was taking 305, which is like the first half of third year Korean. And there was a kid in my class who was born in like 2001 and I
1: was just what? like, what? no, that's not right. <laughs> I was like, oh, "How are you in college? What is happening to me?" <laughs> 2001 was like when we were in college, right? Okay, not quite. I, nearly, no, nearly. I was in high <laughs> school, but I,
2: yeah. <laughs> I was in
0: middle school. But I, I still get your <laughs> point.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was it was a little shocking for me. But so, anyway, yeah. speaking of women in their 30s, I think this is a really great segue to um, what we're <laughs> going to talk about next, which is our top three dramas of 2019. So we all chose three dramas that we loved the most. I don't think we ranked them because I personally feel like it's too hard to rank them. Yeah, it's so subjective. I'll talk about our top three dramas of the year. Um, and then we're going to do some fun uh, dramas over flowers awards. And we decided not to go with like the regular, you know, best actor, best overall drama, best actress. Those, I feel like there's been a lot of really good dramas. Like we agreed on this that like, And Barma was the one who first brought this up that like, it'll be kind of a shame to just pick one for each category. So we're not doing those categories. Instead, we're doing like more fun categories. So stay tuned for that. But first, we're going to talk about (laughs) our our top three of the year. So Barma, do you want to do you want to start us off?
0: We can we can try doing like a duet because like our lists are identical.
1: (laughs) They are identical. (laughs) They are creepy twins.
2: <laughs> it was so weird. I was <laughs> the closer that we got to the end of the year, I was like, "Oh, I feel like we've had the same favorite dramas," but then they ended up being the exact same. So, so the first
0: on our list, uh, it's it's in no particular order because, like we said, we didn't want to rank these because we are equally fond of these for different reasons. Anisa, what's
2: the first one on our list? The first one is search www. We've talked about this one a lot already. Oh my god, so much at length um, and depth, yes, yes and multiple guess. episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: we have a, a special spoiled yak out on Source www as well. If you want to hear us, just like go on and on about this drama. But I just wanted to say that it, this was this stunned me a bit with how different it was um, and how much I needed this drama. And I really, I just, I love it as a whole and in its individual parts. I love how overly dramatic it was in some ways and how nuanced it was. It just, it was a full experience for me. And it's a, it's a, it's, you know, one of those dramas of the year that you don't forget. This is that drama for me. I mean, there is one more on the list, but uh, this is like, this, this, this for me is the drama that I'm going to remember 2019 for.
2: Yeah, I think I I agree with pretty much all of that. And I th- I think the other thing is that this um is one of the shows and I think all of the shows on this list are kind of that for me, but this one especially really represents like the way that dramas have changed since I started watching them in 10 years ago now in 2009. Like I think the the journeys that female characters are allowed to take have really come a long way. And this year really, really encapsulated that for me. So I, yeah, I love this for all the reasons that we've already talked about and all the reasons that we're going to continue to talk about. I just really, <laughs> really love the show.
0: Okay. The second one on our list is Mellow is my nature, which, you know, anybody who's been listening to our uh, yaks would know how much, we how almost grateful we were for this amazing meta piece of commentary on korean dramas filled with really amazing women with really fleshed out stories like backstories that were poignant and and funny and individual and in no way stereotypical so it's yeah another story that 2019 is going to be remembered for so yeah i i'm i'm, I'm completely in love with that entire drama
2: yeah and I think one of the things that really sticks out to me, apart from the meta aspect and how beautifully fleshed out all the journeys of the characters were, is that it just had that really lived in and I think search also has this feeling' it's, it just has this really lived in feeling of like people that you could imagine actually exist out there, and you could know them, and they're they're just so real. Even like with all their warts and their flaws and their weaknesses, but you love them anyway. And like, I think that really is encapsulated, especially in the main romance, which I just loved to pieces. Um, It was very unusual. It was very funny. It was very, uh, I just loved it. It was heartwarming overall, but the
0: level of dry humor on this drama was... Very very dry. <laughs> it
2: I know, just... but I loved it, so I didn't care. <laughs> it was great.
0: It was amazing. But like, random people on the street were like giving shade.
2: It was just <laughs> amazing. But honestly, I also just feel like that's twenty nineteen. Like everyone is on Twitter making jokes. You know what I mean? Like everyone is mocking everything because we're all like in existential dread
1: about the world. Yeah, exactly. Trying to survive. So, the...
2: Yeah. And and it was very
0: relatable for me, <laughs> I not feel. Yeah, it's like introspection gone mad. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: yeah.
0: Okay, the final one on our list. Can I do this one? one? That...
1: <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so this is not my list. It's your list. But the reason it's not on my list is because it's on your list. So I'm like, you know, both of you have it. That means I can <laughs> put something else on my list. So your number three is rookie historian, Gu Guheri Young, um, yeah. which... Is me cheating, basically. (laughs) (laughs) I love this drama to bits. It was so good.
0: Ah, man, it was amazing. Again, it was one of those
1: revolutionary ones. I think that's probably what all of these three have in common, your three have in common, is that they have these revolutionary women. Like, they shouldn't be revolutionary, but it's revolutionary to see them on the screen like that. Like, it validates their permission to exist. Like, you are allowed to exist like this. Yeah. And it's nice to see that.
0: It's storytelling from the perspective of a woman, but you, the the voice is that of a woman. The, it, this this isn't how men imagine women think that that's not what any of these stories are. So Kyung was so. I, I have seen her before in in other dramas, but she's kind of like blended into the story. She didn't stand out, but she was so mesmerizing here as the protagonist. It's so clear that she is the protagonist driving the story forward. And she is actively acting. It's her actions that are driving uh, many of the plots forward. And it just, I couldn't. And also I know that... Uh, The prince, uh, he didn't get universal love. But I kind of thought he was the perfect foil for
1: uh, Shin Se-kyung's character. Like what really, like this was the drama where I was watching it and I was like, like a light bulb went off. And it's like, this is a hero's journey given to the heroine. And so when you when you realize that it's flipped it all, then you're like, well, the prince is actually the princess. That's he's the classic manzel, right? Yeah, exactly. Wow. He's a princess and, in the tower. <laughs> and yeah, she's that's exactly. The hero. He and exactly. he's like you know sitting at at home, uh, like you know waiting Dreaming for, for life. yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and waiting for his heroine to come. And when you realise that that the inversion is like it's deliberate and it's meant to be like that then your expectations of what kind of character he's meant to be like totally flip as well and it's like it's nice to actually see a male character like that agreed good drama and now and <laughs> uh, now and does that
2: mean i get to take your first one yes <laughs> oh really i was just okay okay <laughs> okay the first one on Saya's list is My Strange Hero, which, much like Rookie, Rookie Historian, um, this was just like barely didn't make the cut. I loved it a lot, so I'm glad that you have it on your list. I actually knew you would have it on your list, which made me feel like I could leave it <laughs> off.
1: So. I almost didn't, and then I was like, I no, like I was trying to choose between this and Rookie. It's like you don't, you cannot make me cut this from the list. Everything else <laughs> may go, but this will not. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so what end. did you love
1: about it? Everything. That was the short okay. answer. The long answer. I guess answer you're done then. So everything. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I think my my favorite thing, um, and it wasn't just this drama, I think after this, there were one or two as well, is just having that dim male hero. Uh, I, I just love the dim hero. Like, he's dumb, and he owns it. And, I mean, not dumb-dumb, but you know what I mean. He's just, he doesn't have to be a genius, He doesn't have to know everything, and he makes these, like, hilarious mistakes all the time, which they are played for laughs, but they are funny. And then there's all of his little, what are they, uh, his quotes, which are just like slightly off (laughs) and they're just so good. And then there was the whole wildflowers thing. And I was like, basically by the end, I was calling this drummer, like Voxel and the Wildflowers and just watching it with hearts in my eyes and my hands (laughs) clasped on my chest. And yeah, it was because you finished it uh, really recently, right? Yeah. So i watched the first half when it was airing and
2: then I just got really busy with school and, and then I I got to like the end of the year and I was like, oh no, I have to finish this before the year ends. So I just like watched the whole second half pretty much in one or two sittings. And it was, it was so like, I loved his individual story, but the whole journey that the the students took together and that, you know, the teacher took and like, the villain even the villain's mm-hmm. journey yeah. played by kwak dong yan his whole arc was really interesting and like the three of them and the you know the history and the trauma and it was just so well done everything
1: about it was they really all well got done. to be heroes of their own story as well which i thought the drama handled really well like it didn't detract from anyone else's story um yeah they just they all had their their time and then yeah. like my favorite bit <laughs> one of my favorite bits is um right at the very end because i really wanted to talk about this at the time but none of neither of you had watched it um you know when he graduates and he like throws himself into his arms and he goes oh ma just love that yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah. it's like you just you gotta love a kid who loves his mom that really that always that's a uh a heart stealer for me
2: Yeah. yeah their family dynamic was also great it was really funny and really heartwarming
0: I know it's gonna be a bit controversial, Saya, uh, but I, I I told you at the time, right? Like I really liked Yu so much in this drama. I I had not felt this way about him during. I'm not a robot. Yeah, and I didn't quite get your fascination with him back then, but I kind of do after after My Strange Hero.
2: I mean, I'm he glad saved the
0: entire drama for me. I do think this is his best
2: performance of his career. I do think it's the best thing he's done.
1: I think he should just do comedy for the rest of his life. Stop so hurting you to know. He's <laughs> so funny.
2: But, you know, yeah. he's never
1: had a chance to be funny until now. So it's like, maybe he just really needs to do this for the rest of his life. Yeah, I don't because care. I've just
2: had him doing, like, like crying and being in yeah. melodrama
1: since he was, like, four. <laughs> so it's just, I yeah. <laughs> feel for the poor kid.
2: <laughs> anyone yeah, can exactly. cry,
1: but not everyone has that kind of comedic timing and delivery. Exactly. And it's just, yeah, so good. I guess we should move on. Yes, yes, we'll have to. Unfortunately. <laughs> so my, ne- uh, my next two, I'm just I'm going to talk about them together because I feel like they occupy the same wheelhouse, um, and it's going to come as no surprise to anyone who's been listening to us because I think I've said for both of them that they are my my top dramas of the year. So Watcher and Beautiful World. One of them being you know kind of dark thriller, the other one being like a what's it, a suspense melodrama, but both of them really kind of emotional and they leave you gasping and they're, like, intense and dense and, like, a magnum opus of, like, writing and intricacy and, yeah, just everything about them. I've talked about both of them and written about Watcher at great length, so I probably don't need to say much more, but they were really hands-down two of the best dramas of the year for me.
2: I'm definitely have Watcher on my list, especially because I love Kim Hyun Joo, and from what you've said, oh, like it so sounds good, like a really good performance.
1: It. Yeah,
2: from the, yeah. So I, everyone is so good at this, list.
1: and yeah, just her character is. We'll talk about that later.
2: Yes. <laughs> so honorable mentions, um, Baroma. Do you want to go first for honorable mentions? Um yeah, I have too. I uh,
0: so romance is a bonus work. Like in the beginning of the year when I watched that, I was pretty much convinced that that was going to be one of my top three. Um I did not expect uh search, mellow, or rookie. Um <laughs> but those happened. <laughs> good um the only thing I, I want to say about romance is that whether it was a setting in the in the book in, in the world of publishing and how much love the drama gave books in general writing the craft of it how hard it is how difficult it is to get published the the dilemmas of the publishing world all of that or the romance which I found really solid even though it was not sizzling we have had this conversation before um all of those things really worked for me and um yeah, it's, it's like, again, another uh, drama that I'm going to remember for a long time. I'm going to go back and rewatch it after a year and I'm going to enjoy it just as much. So that's my honorable mention. Um, and another drama that we haven't, we don't have it on any of the other lists, uh, uh, any of the other categories that we're doing this year. So I just want to mention it uh, right now is Moment at 18, um, which is, I think, like a underappreciated gem this year. It was a teen school-based drama. There was like um, a bit of a sort of a class war between the students. And it was also, you know, parents uh, adjusting to letting their kids do what is best, like decide what's best for themselves. Like Those familiar, uh, you know, uh, story tropes that you see in high school dramas, but done with subtlety and really good dialogue and excellent chemistry between the cast. So, yeah, it was a really good uh, school-based drama, and if you guys like those, then I definitely recommend it from two thousand
1: nineteen. I didn't get around to it, yeah, but me I wanted neither. to. I watched so few dramas
2: this year; it's embarrassing. But um, I watched so many; it's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking okay. of which, do you want to do your honorable mention, Sia? Um You can go next if you like. Okay, I actually have two. I, I, I. Forgot to put the second one on here, um, but my first one is. <laughs> uh, well, I saw that Borom I did too, so I was like, <laughs> I can do it too as well. Um, so my first one is my fellow citizens, just because like there's no way that it was going on any of my like top three or or anything. Like it wasn't. It's one of those where like maybe qualitatively it's not a perfect drama, but the enjoyable experience that I had watching it was so. I just really, really enjoyed everything about it. Like the journey of the hero, his, the romance between the two of them was really great. The the villain was amazing. Like the music was, I just, I just really, really enjoyed the performances and the themes. Um, it was just a really satisfying show for me. And the second one is Sky Castle, which I really wish that I had finished. <laughs> <laughs> because I have a feeling that if I had finished it, it would have been on my top three. And like, I feel like out of all the dramas that we've just talked about, it probably had the most cultural impact this year. Um, and so I think it would be remiss of me to just ignore that, even though I didn't finish it, probably because me and my mom and my sister were watching it together. And like, we've all had very schedules that have not been matching up very well for the last few months. But I wanted to give that a shout out because... It was amazing in every way, at least as much as I watched of it.
1: I like how when we were talking about how we were gonna do this, we were like, Oh no, not top fives. Let's just do top threes and in the end we will come with five. <laughs> One way or another, it's five. <laughs> What's it gonna do? Oh, uh, well. So my uh honourable mention is Hotel de Luna, which I watched very off schedule. I just I watched it quite recently. Like we haven't even mm-hmm. had a yak since I've watched it, so I haven't been able to talk about it. But, like, I watched this drama at, like, 1.2 to 1.4 speed, sometimes even more. So, like, if you were watching it at normal speed, I'm pretty sure I would have been really annoyed with it. But because I was able to sort of just keep going, it had lots of this, like, it was very bloated. Every episode was, like, an hour and a half, uh, like, a minimum hour and 15 minutes. Oh, my goodness. And they just kept getting longer. Um. And if i w- did not like if I could not have sped it up, I probably would have just been like like I would have gone crazy, but um, because I was able to watch it at a decent speed, for some reason, the drama just stayed with me, like you know after it finished, I just carried on thinking about it, and I carried on having feelings about it, and yeah it just it stayed with me and and that's why it's it's the last one on my list. I I would have probably included that on my list if you hadn't already <laughs> had it out there
0: it definitely deserves a special mention mm. but here's the thing I know it felt bloated but I think that was kind of because you were watching them all together but spread over weeks the length actually didn't feel like much to me like why I was watching it while it was airing and waiting for the next episodes and going through each of the episodes like I, I was I was like spreading it over the entire week um it was kind of fun. I liked it. I liked the magical elements, the push and pull between Ayu um, and Goo. Uh, Gu. Um, I initially didn't enjoy Eugen Gu uh, so much. And then by episode four, I was like, oh my God, this boy he has, has arrived.
1: <laughs> I still remember that text. It's one of the best texts of the year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: same we'll come back to this
1: uh a a few categories later (laughs) um the other thing i wanted to say about uh, this is i think maybe like um uh, just in response to what you said um i've been a really impatient watcher this year because i'm like you know my time is limited and I just mm. want to know what happens. <laughs> and <laughs> I do like lingering on moments, but I, I felt like this one took a really long time on its moments. Like it need, it could have been half as long. You didn't need to stare at the tree for five minutes. You could have done it for one. <laughs> <You laughs> they stare a lot at that tree. <laughs> they do. And it's like, you don't need this. Yeah, I felt this way about
2: Goblin. Like it was it was amazing but every episode could have been 30% shorter right. just for like people not staring into the distance with like moony eyes you know for like just reducing or that or replaying that moments. one
1: scene where the where you have uh Kim Gon skipping on the what's it called they replayed that so many times yeah
2: <laughs> and I mean like I didn't mind too much because the music was so gorgeous that exactly. I was like oh I'm watching the music video
0: now but you know <laughs> But I think you know what its it's it's part of the whole high production value thing they they it, everything looks so beautiful they get a bit self indulgent with the footage they're like but well, we need to keep everything this episode we can't cut it
1: I agree I that did come to mind a lot as I was watching Hotel de Luna it felt like it was um like following in the footsteps of Goblin but I felt like with Goblin there was something more epic and more grand about it whereas the story of hotel deluna it was like epic but it felt more personal and more kind of i don't know close no i I, mean, I kind of understand what you're saying and i wanted
0: to touch on that and i kept forgetting to bring it up is that the the primary difference between goblin and deluna to me is that in deluna are you as ancient as she is she is sort of like limited to the hotel like she goes about and stuff but it's like right, her the life. Scope is like smaller, compressed right? Exactly, the scope mm. has been compressed to the limits of the hotel. Whereas with um, Gong Yu, uh, he felt like he like they were going from Canada to back to Seoul. It was they were going back to uh, like 800 years back. They they were showing like how generation after generation he had been looked after this family. It's just it felt like he was time and space kind of expanded around him. So mm-hmm. it everything felt more epic. Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. Agreed.
0: Which, which, uh, you know, like the cynical part of me thinks the g- girl gets like put in a box, whereas the guy gets like the any place in universe thing. But maybe it's well, not two it's, different. I'm stories. probably overthinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, I mean, when you envisions, uh, uh, when you envision an ancient being, uh, she could have been placing her hotel anywhere in the world she could have been going all over the place right she she can move her real estate it's not like it's fixed in the easily
2: but i agree with you but also to get a little bit meta like kim Suk has the power to um make a drama where like they go to canada and film in like a really fancy (laughs) hotel in montreal (laughs) (laughs) whereas i don't know that the hong (laughs) sisters have that much clout especially
1: now they're not as big as they used to be so i think that's also just like a meta reason Hotel de Luna was a used story, I mean more than it was um oh, movies, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So that was like Absolutely. it was centered on the heroine, whereas mm. not that was I was disappointed the with the
0: scope of uh, Hotel de Luna at all. I think within the parameters of what they are established about the world, I think they they did an excellent job of like um exploring every element every facet of her life i i I enjoyed her backstory as much as I enjoyed watching what was going to happen, like mm. where she was
1: going. Controversial opinion, maybe, but I thought the ending was absolutely perfect. You know, in retrospect, I, I agree. But I'm, I'm looking I'm just forward to, look it. to look at <laughs> it. Yeah.
2: Right. Okay, should okay, we, then move then we move on, on to, the to the our... Yeah. <laughs> so the, this is, in our doc, I called them the first annual... Um, Dramas over flowers awards. Maybe that's ambitious, but I think it would be fun for us to do this every year.
1: No, no, you called it the first annual Kokoma awards, which I really think is more appropriate. <laughs>
2: yes, because that our was our one yak one has a yak my heart,
1: but then I crossed it out. <laughs> <laughs> so go- Kokoma <laughs> is the name of our yak, and it means yeah. sweet potato. <laughs> yes. So these are really the sweet potato awards. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so
2: let's get going with the Kokoma awards then. Yeah. As we explained before, um, we're not really doing the best directing, best acting, all those. I think we've all pretty much talked about the dramas where where we felt those were represented. So we're going to start with... Uh, So the first
0: one in our uh, Goguma Award categories is best concept in speculative fiction or fantasy. And we have uh, four major contenders here. We have Hotel de Luna, of course. We have Artal Chronicles. We have Extraordinary You. And we have Memories of the Alhambra. Now, the way this category works is that we are focusing solely on the concept and how blown away we were initially when we started uh, watching the dramas and how, I mean, we are not talking about the overall execution because, of course, I mean, K-Drama generally has a second half curse when it comes to execution. But but how good the idea was, and I think uh, our contenders here are all like pretty high concept.
2: Mm. So,
1: um, Saha, you want to uh, take the winner? Talk well, I'm, about... I'm going to sort of, uh, as a precursor to the winner, I just want to say that I wanted to vote for Extraordinary You because I love the concept. But mm. it, yeah, the execution didn't it left a lot to be desired. So in the end, but I think we, we both agreed that it just, it has to be memories of the Alhambra that yeah, the whole concept was amazing, but also the execution was like the, the story didn't quite go as it ought to have, but the way they showed us that entire world was amazing. Absolutely blown away. And it was like so exciting week to week. And, oh yeah like who yeah who came up with the first yeah
0: the first eight episodes like while we still thought that the writer had a grasp on how to end
1: this thing properly why didn't you guys watch w though (laughs) Uh yeah the thing is we watched all of them and we we should have (laughs) known the more fool us remind me the writer's name i can't remember her name uh Uh, this uh... forget our mortal enemy um (laughs) Song Jung. Oh yeah, that's Song right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Song Jae-jung, really we just need to we need to go into these more warily because that's yeah, like what three or four dramas in a row that have the her concepts are so good. Like they're amazing. But yeah. like that sort of the failure to, to land at the end is just It's heartbreaking yeah. almost yeah. yeah.
0: Because we got so invested in Memories of the Lambra. And Memories of the Lambra, mind you, had started in December 2018, I think. And it ended uh, early 2019. Mm-hmm. So really, a, a lot of people had included this one in last year's list. But it's it's only, you know, once a drama ends that you can have an idea of the full scope of the drama. So mm-hmm. we wanted it to be part of this year. And yeah, it, it kind of started like that. I thought this was an amazing start of 2019. What a concept to start on. And then it kind of was like, and then it went out. to pants.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you can, okay, can uh, refer back to the drama where we rant about that, or where yep, Saya yep. and
1: drama <laughs> rant about that. How pants I work. think I, I had a, a ragey rant, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. did. We did. We kind of <laughs> lost up heads for a <laughs> bit uh but but let's not do that uh we we are complimenting it for yes, uh, it it was amazing absolutely daily. i think it's worth watching even even if you only watch the first half just to see how they did that it's like it's it's spectacular the likes of which i've never seen in any other drama until now yeah mm-hmm. And uh, just
0: uh, a few words on the others. Um, Hotel Del Luna, I hope they do more ancient female uh, protagonist dramas in the future because you just killed it. And oh, man, I, I want to see this done again, please. Atral Chronicles, again, started off so good. I, I really enjoyed it initially. I know there were a lot of controversies and justified criticisms of, of the series. But it's, uh, yeah, like I genuinely enjoyed uh, where there were at least in the beginning, what they were trying to do with it. Extraordinary You, I I don't think I'm as disappointed with the execution as the two of you are, even though I have a lot of criticisms. But I'm so grateful this drama exists. It's just... um, it, it began exploring these old tropes that we, are, we make fun of often during our, our reviews and criticisms, but they kind of used it to propel the story forward. What happens if these tropes are like sort of chains on the characters and the characters want to break free? Yeah. And I loved it.
2: No, it I definitely agree question. that the, the concept was great. I, I don't think I was like, I wasn't upset, but it was like a little bit of that feeling of wasted potential for me, just yeah. because I felt like it didn't go far enough.
0: Agreed. Yeah, asked an
2: excellent question, but they kind of forgot to answer it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So our next category is best music. So the winner that we had that Varma and I both voted for was Sky Castle. I think one of the things about this drama that's so amazing is the directing. And so the way the music worked with that, when you would get to, you know, like every episode kind of had this like, arc within the larger story and you would get to the, clo- you would start getting to like the end of the episode and you would always go into this like very intense unbelievable cliffhanger where you're just like yelling at the screen and then the music would come in and just like that song that would play at the end. I don't know what it's called, but it's like an amazing song. It's one of my favorite songs of the decade, honestly. Um, and just like the way the score worked throughout, like it's just, it was perfectly done in my opinion. We'll, we'll link it below. Yes. <laughs> we'll link to the, the song. Um, and. Saya's vote for this was Watcher, which neither of us has seen. So I want. But to everything ask you to said about Sky it.
1: Castle applies okay. to Watcher. And like that the, it's like the atmosphere that the music created just was it all worked so well together and like the what three or four songs from the ost and they're just i love all of them and they all make me feel feelings every time i go back to them and yeah good ones yeah i know i just wanted to
2: have like i just wanted to mention my fellow citizens because um there's one song in that soundtrack and it plays is it during... or...
1: <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs>
2: not that one although like the other songs were really funny and they work so well but there's this one song um but it it plays during this like climactic moment for his character for Tishuan's character where he like has to make a big decision um and he's he's on the phone with um the assemblyman the former assemblyman and they have this like really intense conversation, and that song just plays, and it's just so emotional and it's so good, and it's so yeah, anyway, I just love this. that song.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, our next category is the best comedy, and our contenders were um, my fellow citizens. Uh, Sky Castle, which uh, I think is uh, Anissa's entry, right? Because she had, yes. she appended that with a weirdly <laughs> Sky Castle. I mean, it's weirdly. not yeah, because <laughs> it's not the genre of comedy, but it's so funny. And our winner is, of course, My Strange Hero. I, I feel like that we've covered everything we wanted to say about My Strange Hero earlier, including all of the humor. But yeah, this this was great. Yeah, and it was a unanimous vote from the three of us. (laughs) And very little of this list is unanimous. Yeah,
2: yeah. I just wanted to say, like on Sky Castle, the genre is definitely like melodrama, thriller, maybe even you could call it a family drama. But it's not a comedy. But on the other hand, it is a satire, and so it's really, really funny. Black, right? Yeah, it's black comedy, but it's just the best of that kind of humor. I will talk more about this later because I have a character that I want to talk about in that drama. And the next category is
0: uh, Best Romance, which is a bit of a mess because I don't think we had a standout romance this year. Uh, We did agree on one finally, but uh, we had several contenders. So of course, Mellow is my nature. Um, We had Romance is a bonus book. This is a late entry. I was like a bit conflicted about it, but Her Private Life. Hotel Del Luna and my fellow citizens, which I haven't watched and I didn't realise there was a strong romance in it, but apparently no, there is a really so good romance. Have to watch it. <laughs>
1: like it I think its romance was probably its strongest point. Maybe maybe not the romance, but the relationship. It was the best relationship, I would say. Yeah. Okay.
2: I, I think that especially the beginning, um, it's not a spoiler to say that the leads are married. The beginning part where they meet and fall in love and get married is like the best, like, condensed montage of a love story that I've ever seen in my life, probably. It's and so And you really good. feel it. It's like yes. It's
1: really condensed, but you really feel it. Yes. And then for everything that happens afterwards.
2: Yeah. And it really sets that foundation where, like, you can totally believe, even when they're in a really rocky path part of their relationship, that they really love each other and that they mm. want to make their marriage work. Plus,
1: it's Chishuon and um, Yu Young. How is that not going to be amazing? It was amazing, but but, but unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> but,
0: uh, but the winner is Hotel Del Luna because, um, like we said, we didn't really have a standout uh, romance this year. But I think Yujin Go, I mean, come on, Ayo and Yujin Go, that was an unexpectedly amazing pairing, um, and it just it, I I thought their romance was deep, and it, that kind of got you rooting for the story, for. Um, much longer than any of the other elements uh Yeah, have. I feel
1: like what we're saying kind of. when we're saying best romance is we're saying best relationship, right? Yeah, best relationship, mm. absolutely. Because, I mean, yeah. I actually voted for Hotel de Luna as well, though it does not sound like I did, but I did. Um, <laughs> and um, again, I'm going to just go, like, one more um, callback to your text. Um, the, the Yojingu has arrived text. <laughs> this really, it's like, it was, this is the role where he really, um, I saw him as a romantic hero. And I mm-hmm. haven't seen that in him yeah. before. Like the same way that like I'm Not a Robot was for uh, Yusengu, I feel like Hotel de Luna is for Yusengu. Because so, these young actors and you've seen them since childhood and and you're waiting for that point where you can believe them as grown men. So what um, you're saying is yeah. he finally caught up with his voice. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> he catch up with his voice. I mean, you guys remember that video where like Kiminji talks about, <laughs> <the> <laughs> and he's like, I'm at like basement like ten level, and he's like, you know, twenty. <laughs> yeah, and like, oh, <laughs> that's one of my favorite videos. I love that.
2: It is very
1: good. <laughs> oh. Yeah.
2: And my vote, my vote was for Mellow's My Nature. Um, I actually didn't watch H- Hotel de Luna, so I don't have an opinion about it. Um, but I just really loved the equality and the quirkiness and the sort of like the interesting way that they became colleagues and then friends and then they fell in love with each other in a really organic and natural way. But they never lost that sort of... Um, the way they like just poked at each other, and so they continued to poke at each other, but then it was like with love instead of being like, Who is this weirdo <laughs> that I've ended up working with? <laughs> but it just felt like such a real relationship, and I loved it all the way through.
1: I kind of split my vote, but um unofficially, because I know you guys weren't like you were disillusioned by the end of her private life, but private life for me was just like, I finished that drama and I was like, This is why I'm ruined for real life because of. Because of this, because of damn Kim Jook and like, why are you like this? And like, it's it was just such a mature relationship, and it was so like, yeah, ruined. Thanks. I agree. I agree.
0: I I, which is why I had to put it back on the list because it's just. I mean, I think. I, I think. Look, for me, I don't think the ending was as bad as it was for Anissa, but it it did disappoint me for some things, but mostly because they were uh, just what what, they just it was unnecessary Uh, The some of the strings they were pulling in the end. But the relationship itself from the inception to, you know, them getting together and then carrying Mm. on together. I just I really liked how openly they communicated how well they understood each other but also just Ryan Goldman he's such a hard act to follow such a- I can't <laughs> he was yeah. empathetic he was open to being corrected he was he was willing to question his own prejudices I, he's am, like the modern sorry, man but right
1: like in capitals <laughs> he's He's a a, a, a female fantasy. Yeah, yeah, what we Mm -hmm. a
2: modern man would be, but it's not. This is why we're
1: ruined. (laughs) We do it to ourselves. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I love the relationship. And uh, I guess guess it would be a lie to say there are no standout couples. For me,
2: these two are the standout couple. Um, I think they also had this additional, like, crackling layer of, like, these two... We were so excited to see them. We were so excited to see um, Kim Jae-wook finally in a rom-com as a romantic lead. Like there was a lot and a lot of the, especially in the beginning, it was such a fulfillment of all of those expectations and it went even (laughs) beyond the expectations. (laughs) And I think part of the reason that I'm like so angry is because I had, I was so happy in the beginning. (laughs) So I think it's a little (laughs) unfair maybe, but that's just how I feel. Yeah. yeah, I
1: think the more you love something at the beginning and when it lets you down at the end then you like you hate it more. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as a uh, last shout out, uh, Romance is a bonus book. It was a lovely relationship, not just the main pairing, but the other relationships in this show. There was this older uh, couple who were getting separated in the background and I really enjoyed their relationship. It's just that entire book is about relationships. of oh, <laughs> I did. <laughs> that entire drama is about relationships and i just love it it's like the warmest sweetest yes agreed
2: the next one is um best character and like we could just not we could not come to an agreement on this one so maybe (laughs) we should all just say ours we were
1: just like let's keep them all i couldn't even agree with myself
2: Yeah, we we've we've clearly failed at voting, as you can see from the last two categories. <laughs> uh
1: democracy doesn't work with too small a sample size. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, uh, <laughs> On my list is uh well of course it's Herang. I mean, come on, from Rookie Historian, it's I d I don't know what to say about Goherang. She is she is magnificent as the the hero of her own Odyssey, so to speak. Um And her as a scholar learning the ethics of scholarly behavior, but like also balancing it with her own morals. Her discovering that she likes someone and being very bold and forward uh, about those feelings. Just being frank, not even forward. Frank about those feelings and just having that being uh, shown in a very positive way by the show. Just everything about her, her voice Okay, Shin Se I never realized, but when she, whenever she did her monologues, I would just listen. I I would be mesmerized. Her voice is amazing for monologues. Um, just yeah, she's she was the best character who gave the best monologues.
2: Just a perfect saga
0: tone. Yeah. Um. And she doesn't die in this one. Yay! So finally, that was great. yeah. I I was gutted by the last saga. No, yeah, don't in. tell me. I haven't watched it, it yet. Is, <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. oh so gotcha, just, no. um, I'm so sorry. No. I'm not it.
2: I didn't say the name. Oh. She is. Yeah, it's. There's multiple <laughs> no. ones. So I know you know which one it is. Oh. You can't possibly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so my favorite character, although I really love Harry Young as well, um, is Seung hae who's played by Yoon Se-ha in Sky Castle. She's the mom of the twins, um, with like the really terrible lawyer husband who is like a dictator and he forces his sons to study like crazy oh they also have a daughter but she comes into the story later but anyway like her character is such a perfect encapsulation of like a woman who is kind of trapped in this marriage that is not like the her husband is not a good person But she is, like, so committed to her family. She's so committed to her kids. But then, like, she is so, like, on the surface, she's, like, the most refined, polite, like, you know, elegant, kind of soft-spoken. But then, like, the way that she throws shade in the most, like, subtle, hilarious, and, like she just like ends the argument right there and like no one can say anything like she's her facial expressions are the best like this woman's facial expressions are genius on a genius level so that she was definitely my favorite character of that drama my favorite character of the year i love her so much like i love her as an actress but i think this is the best thing that i've ever seen her in
0: hey guys i made a late entry because uh, i don't know why, what i was thinking Ida he's obviously like one of my favorites um so
2: <laughs> i don't
1: I yeah I was, him, like, I was surprised I like why me. isn't she in your list and then that was yeah it. i don't
2: know i f- i felt like we've talked about her so much already that i wanted to yeah but not 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 on this list no no way here that's true so, <laughs> i want to mention her yes no i agree we should mention her
1: <laughs> i was surprised that Young was um burma's favorite rather than Yitahi. me too honestly
0: I think it's mostly because Hye was like more fleshed out. Ida He was adorable and amazing and a standout, but like she was less fleshed out. Like we didn't know all dimensions of her life the way we did um Young.
2: That's true, and she was more of a secondary character, so we mm. didn't. I mean, we got a good portion of her, especially once her romantic storyline started with EJ look. But yeah. um, I think for me. As a character, I loved her. But what really stood out for me was her performance. Like Idahi's performance is what really mm. made the character shine the most for me. I yeah. think another actress wouldn't have made that character as lovable and as just sparkly and adorable and like everything that she was. And so like if we had done Best Supporting Actress, I would have I feel like she would have won that hands down. And
0: you know what really what really uh, struck me about her that I love? She's so solid as a friend. Like she's the one I would want as a backup in any situation. And I know she would support me unquestioned because that's who she is. Like once she gives you your loyalty, it's her loyalty that is like for life. Yeah. So, you know, um, yeah, I that's just, my God, you don't see that enough in female
1: characters. And I just, yeah, loved her. 100%.
2: Sai, are you ready to do yours?
1: I'm ready. So go for I, it. I was rather torn because there were so many good characters this year, but it came down to two and I choose them both. <laughs> so um <laughs> on on the one hand, um in Watcher Kim Hyunju as Hanteju, she was amazing. It was like the whole drama was really, really like blew me away, but her, as a character, that's one I'm going to remember for, like, the next ten years. She was just so... She was so broken. And you could tell that she didn't believe she deserved anything good. um, And she didn't believe that she was capable of anything good. And, like, the drama is... Like, she's really revenge-focused. The The whole... Her entire character trajectory is like revenge she needs revenge that she lives for that and the reason that she needs that revenge is just so she can sleep at night of course um Boksu because you know yusungo and maestro and, and everything about that drama and he's like he is the drama like without him the drama just would not everyone was great in the drama but if he wasn't in it they would not have been great and, oh, both of my characters are revenge characters. That's fun. So, also, my, my second one, which, the one I split my vote with, is a Tae Joo from Watcher. Uh, she was played by Kim Hyun Joo, who is amazing, and the whole drama was really, really, like, blew me away, but her, as a character, that's one I'm gonna remember for like, the next ten years. She was just so, she was so broken, and you could tell that she didn't believe she deserved anything good and she didn't believe that she was capable of anything good and like the drama is like she's really revenge focused the the whole her entire character trajectory is like revenge she needs revenge that she lives for that and the reason that she needs that revenge is just so she can sleep at night anyway she's amazing watch her
0: Oh, guys! Before uh, we talk about the next one, um, Kim Jae Kyung, uh, Veronica Park from *My Secret li- uh, the *Secret Life of My Secretary*. She was so amazing. <laughs> she again a very unexpected character that who uh, we thought was going to be a catty uh, sort of shallow second lead uh, who's in love with the uh, male lead or something like that Um, and no she turned out to be a a, a woman with a life of her own opinions of her own and very willing to take forward her own romance on her own terms and also really intelligent she was just super fun to watch and I ended up rooting more for her than for the main pair at, (laughs) at one point so yeah she was very memorable and hilarious. Also very, very funny. She, I think she got some of the best lines in the drama. Yes.
2: Okay, so the next one is Puppy of the Year, which um, I wrote in the doc in caps, um, EJ Wook, fight me. <laughs> I then... tried to fight and I failed. Well, was <laughs> on my side. Okay, <laughs> look. Yoo Seung-ho has had many, many years to be a puppy. He's had his time. He needs to let the younger ones come in and have their chance. And I just want to say about you, J. Wook, this boy, this child, debuted in Memories of the Alhambra. He did three dramas this year. He was amazing in all of them. I, I want to adopt him. Like, what what else can I say? <laughs> when he's on screen, he, like, sucks all the charisma and, like, nobody else is visible, in my opinion. Like, there's he has this quality to him that I just, I can't put into words.
1: In in Yousinger's defense, he has been a puppy only for about a year and a half. He was not a puppy before that. He was a sad crown prince. (laughs) He was a sad puppy! Oh my god! (laughs) No, he was a sad crown prince! And now he has finally discovered his calling as a puppy, and it deserves recognition.
2: Okay, we talked about him a lot last year, so... (laughs) <laughs> you know, I'm I'm
0: just afraid right now because EJ Woke can be really intense on screen that he's gonna get more and more really intense um characters. Like typecast. Yeah, he would get a bit typecast. And I hope that doesn't happen. Um one thing I really liked about some of the interviews he did outside, um, and uh when they were shooting Extraordinary You, if you watch the behind the scenes, I mean he is like he is so adorable. <laughs> and he's friendly with everyone and he's taking pictures of the crew. Um, and he's just like generally just bouncing around the set and everybody's like, and you had, uh, uh, what was the main boys, uh, the Haru, what was the actor's name? Uh, Rowoon. Rowoon, yeah. yeah. You had Rowoon come and kind of like treat him like a, you know, like a Dongseng. And I think Rowoon is a couple of years older than him. And they had like that entire Hyung uh relationship going. And I was like, so cute. It's just, he is a puppy. And also, I love uh, what a really great relationship he has with Idahi. Um, and it's which uh, brings us to our next category, which is the sparkiest chemistry. And like, we don't exactly have a winner in this category because, like, uh, there are. <laughs> we just don't. Okay. So I'll, I'll list the. They're all winners. They're all winners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll list the potentials, but um, I'll just start with Idahi and EJ Woke, who were just such had given me such unexpected joy with their relationship it just went in I I did not expect it to develop the way it did it it started off pretty late in the drama but it sucked me in so well anyway both of them were puppies in the relationship it was just (laughs) (laughs) this is true (laughs) it was completely adorable and um just behind the scenes he um either he was uh, kind of like acting as a mentor to uh, EJ Wook, and they have a really strong bond, so which is just you know, like super cute. Uh, and the next one, of course, predictably, is Park Min Young and Kim J Wook from her private life because, uh, <laughs> I didn't do that right, <clears throat> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, you have Jo Boa and uh, you, Sung Ho, uh, uh, Saya, do you want to? Uh, Say
2: more.
1: (laughs) I feel like we have said everything that needs to be said, but right, deep sigh. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Okay,
0: and uh, and then we have Kim Yong Kwong and Jin Ki from Secret Life of My Secretary, who were again another surprise relationship that I thought would be really predictable, but turned out to be deeper and like the bond turned out to be better. Usually, these relationships where there, are, there is a deep secret uh, that one partner is keeping from the other and somebody feels betrayed, it doesn't really work for me. But these two were just so good together as a pair. That was kind of propelled it for us. Yes, 100%. And so that is our list. And we don't have any winners. They, like Saya said, they're all <laughs> winners in Although, our hearts. Although, actually, high, I have heart. to say, I
1: have to say, there is one more I would put in here for a first-half thing. Even okay. for a second-half thing. Um, Surprisingly, um, Shin Hesan and L in Angel's Last Mission, they were actually a really... I I thought they had good chemistry and they were... Yeah, I was kind of thinking about them for a bit, but then I was like,
0: ah, no, Saya might like just... I don't know, cudgel me with something. No, that
1: was great. (laughs) But everything else was trash, which takes us to (laughs) our next category, which is The Biggest Waste of Talent, uh, which uh, Angel's Last Mission is one of our nominees. Um, Also on that list is Melting Me Softly and Catch the Ghost. I mean, they were all very wasteful, but I think the most wasteful of all is... I've watched all of these. Did you guys watch any of these <laughs> to the end? I watched, I watched Angel's Last Mission. Like,
2: I just kind of fast forwarded to, totally to the...
0: Yeah, oh, but no, I fast forwarded okay. to the end. Um, you know, last <laughs> oh,
2: no, I only watched 12 episodes of that. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, so I, I kind of... I had made it to 12. And then I just paused for whatever reason and thought, well, it's only four episodes. And I need to know how they resolve all of those things and how do, do they get to be together. And... So I started watching it and then like I was just hitting my speed button and getting, you know, faster and faster until I was at like two point five speed. And that's how I watched the last four episodes. And it was not it was not a worthy use of time or life. But it was still not <laughs> the biggest waste. The biggest waste <laughs> was melting me softly, which was such a waste of Ji Chang-uk, Such a waste of Won Jin-a, Such a waste of drama budget. And such a waste of my life. I think that sums it up perfectly. <laughs> uh, Did you want to
2: mention the last one? Or uh, well, Catch the Ghost one? actually
1: it was more of a most disappointing first half. And then it kind of made a bit of a save in the second half.
2: Okay. Which takes us to... Most disappointing second half. So the one that won this category is actually one that i didn't watch but um i i heard enough from you guys that i like 100 percent. i'm fine with this vote which is memories of the alhambra
1: because it's that thing where the more you love it the more you are let down by it being bad mm. yeah because it was so yes. good and then it was so bad okay
2: yeah, and, I, and this is the same reason that I put her private life on this list because I loved it so much in the first half. And the second half, the ending just made me so angry.
1: Uh, I feel you, but I'm glad I didn't feel that way because otherwise I would have hated that drama the way I hated Pretty Nuna.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, same here. I mean, Memories of the Lamra it just kind of scarred me in the way it kind of derailed. But uh, so much potential!
1: Oh, and, and it sort of, it kept it good until, like, at least, like, it got to 12 episodes. And then you're like, okay, now what? Yeah. And then it sort mm. of tied itself into a knot it couldn't undo. And I Park shin was furniture.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, such a waste yeah. of fun.
1: Such a waste. It just sad, I mean, you could have cast anybody. Is. You could have cast nobody. It yeah. would have been the same. But it did make me stop hating hyun So that's, like... Well done, show. Which takes us to my favourite category. I, I sneaked this one in as, um, as we had already put together the list and I was just reading through it. And then I thought, we need one. We need this one. Um, um, so the next category is for what was rubbish all the way through. And because this drama has not been on any other lists and it really needs to be. So rubbish all the way through. Abyss. This was not good from the beginning and it was not good in the middle and it was not good in the end. And it was not good at any point in between those. And yet, (laughs) somebody watched it all the way to (laughs) the end. Why? Nobody knows. Somebody save this girl from herself! (laughs) Why did I watch so many trash dramas? I think it's because I had discovered the speed function. So I was like, that's okay. It's not going to take me an hour to watch an hour. I can watch it in 55 minutes or 30 but in the end uh, it's really still a bad investment yeah basically somebody saved me so
0: i have a question if you're if you're watching it uh, at that speed are you still listening to what they're saying or are you
1: just like reading the subs really fast oh i'm reading the subs okay <laughs> and you know sometimes you're like i'm not sure if i'm even saving time because it sometimes it's going so fast i have to rewind it <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think the
2: fastest that I've watched something is at 1.25 and at that speed you can still watch and listen, but the music just sounds a little yeah, off. Yeah. You actually yeah, can. Otherwise it seems
1: normal. Even up to sort of 2.0 speed, you're still you can you can make it out. I am listening. I actually can't watch if I can't hear it because I need to know what they're actually saying so yeah. it doesn't it's actually pretty comprehensible even at 2.5 it's not enjoyable but it is comprehensible
0: did you guys know that netflix was bringing that like the fast forward viewing i have heard about and this. like directors yeah. are
1: mad about it they're
0: like you're messing with
1: our art people will watch more shows you want them to oh watch God. more shows or not <laughs> so give them a su- this is actually why i, I was well, I maybe we shouldn't talk about this but <laughs> but like youtube you can speed stuff up but like on yeah. Vicky or you know mm-hmm. netflix you can't do that and that actually I, I find that really annoying which but i also understand
2: why as the creator of something you would want people to watch it in the speed that you created, sure, but created when- you know like
1: I get that. When you get to the point where it's in the consumer's hand, it's not really up to the creator anymore, you know. It's like saying, you know, should I read a book in one sitting or should I skim it or should I read a chapter a day? Like, that's up to me. Let me watch it how it works for me. True. But I get it, I get it. But it's just everyone has different needs. We can't always follow the creator's vision. Otherwise, I would have had to spend 16 hours on Melting Me Softly. (laughs) Or you could just not watch it. Yeah, but you know sometimes but you just want to like, know what happens in the end. Okay, sorry, Carrie.
2: No, I mean I've uh, my mom likes to listen to podcasts like sped up, and I've like banned her from listening to <laughs> our <laughs> podcast sped up.
1: Yeah, because so, if I you mean, speed me up, I'm not sure if I'd be exactly. comprehensible anymore. Yeah, I listen-
2: no, like it's funny because it's <laughs> like listening to your voice sped up is like a, it's an experience. I, that, I listen yeah. to our
1: podcasts, you know, at times, and when I hear myself, I'm like, did you speed me up? because <laughs> i don't know why i sound you asked for that, that like, once <laughs> you asked me several times because it's like i'm on speed like what is this she, she's going at like you know 2.5 speed nobody speaks that fast but except apparently i do i don't know how you're doing it now <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> interesting to me
2: it's interesting to
1: me that you don't perceive yourself as speaking that fast yeah yeah, basically. You and Forma sound really sort of um, what was it, eloquent and elegant. And there's me like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I don't know what I'm saying. Nobody knows what I'm saying. None of it matters. Like, what? slow down.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the next category.
1: This, this one's a good one. So this is the villain we love to hate. And the winner is, we didn't actually have any other contenders for this either. I think she just... Park ho um from uh, My Fellow Citizens, played by Kim Min-jung, just won this one, hands down. She was great. She was like, yeah. was, she, was she even a villain? I enjoyed her from the beginning, and I loved her from the beginning. She was like a villain who really tried to be bad. And then she just, I mean, I don't know, I she mean, was she successful? Yes, she is a
2: villain. Like, she, she is people a villain. Like- beat up and kill multiple people so but i don't she
1: think doesn't, she doesn't she tries to and then they end up like i don't know just sort of going on holiday or something she tries very hard to be bad but there's like she's not as bad as she thinks she is that performance is just so tasty it it's really so is. delicious perfect yeah. word
0: <laughs> yeah Okay, so the next one is Most Terrifying Villain. And our contenders are Yesu Jung from Search WWW. This is the uh, mother-in-law, the artistic mother-in-law who was who kind of like reminded me of a shark at times. And she was just so evil, but also so perceptive. And it just, she gave me chills and I loved her. And then there is uh, Bejong Ok from Graceful Family. She was the head of their family sort of like Security system called Top, who was almost at par with the CEO of the family's company. And she was this powerful woman who was immoral and could justify her immorality. And she was just, she was power drunk, but also just really fun to watch because she's one of those rare things which is like a smart villain and you're waiting for her to make her move because you want to see how she counters the hero because it's always going to be like a really smart move it's not just going to be evil but it's going to be like you know something that's actually machiavellian so yeah she was she was fun to watch too Uh, the next one saya you want to take that
1: Uh, So my contributions to this list are two. Uh, Secret Boutique, I think, is probably the one that fits in more with, like, the graceful family thing. But, and this was the chairwoman, the evil chairwoman who was doing everything, and she was played by uh, Jang Mi. And she she was just plain evil. She wasn't, like, there wasn't anything good about her or likable. She just was evil. And she had ugly hair. And I think I'm most offended by her ugly ugly hair because every time like she was on the screen that was the thing that was the most offensive about her. <laughs> like this blunt kind of bob but a really ugly blunt one and I feel like they did that on purpose pa- like she looked on the outside exactly how she was on the inside which is soulless the other the other villain that I'm afraid of right now like I'm really scared is I'm watching Tale of Nogdu again very off schedule and I'm like a third of the way through it so I don't know how it goes but he's just been revealed as oh wait if you get go... this is kind of spoily too anyway he's the second lead and he he's like sweet and wonderful for the uh, the first third and and then he reveals his evil and he's super evil oh it's scary like I'm watching this one with my sister, and she's watched these episodes already. So I'm just sitting there, like, pawing her, crying, Zo-woo. look what he did, he killed everybody. <laughs> and we're just sitting there, both of us crying together, but like, not cry-crying, but going, <laughs> What? I thought he was having a bromance with the m-
0: hero. Um, has YouTube led uh, me <laughs> to believe something different? <laughs>
1: Well, this is what well, it's like. It's such a big betrayal because he's meant like he's he's presented to you as this sweet, wonderful, dedicated second lead who has been in love with the heroine uh, Kim Kim Seon since her childhood. It's a, H- a spoiler H- in revenge
2: for the Shin Se one earlier that painted you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. She's not watching this, right? Yes, she just told me (laughs) she (laughs) lied. Oh, this is just, yeah, yeah, anyway. Okay, Okay. we're moving on. (laughs) And because, I mean, he's actually on a lot of villain lists, so if you don't already know that, then you will have in the next week or so.
2: (laughs) Okay, so our next From Terrifying to. Yes. (laughs) And and this is definitely not a twist, because it's squishiest and most heartwarming. And we have a, so we had a few different ones that were um, contenders. We had Secret Life of My Secretary and Rookie Historian, because they were very heartwarming. But like unanimously, we all picked My Strange Hero for all of the reasons that we've already listed. I don't think we need to go over them again. It was very squishy was very happy it made our hearts <laughs> it was very become, yes it made our hearts grow multiple sizes we loved it and it made
1: yeah. our faces split with grinning
0: yeah They're mostly use one though <laughs> <laughs> uh, from that we go to our next weird category which is fish x machina <laughs> What does this even mean?
1: I don't
2: understand this. <laughs> I came up with this title. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
0: This this is a, a category Anisa came up with just so that she could give a special honorary mention to uh, the fish in uh, Secret Life of My Secretary, who kind of saves
2: the day by dying. I think. What? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is if you watch the show you will get this and if you didn't it's completely nonsensical but it was such an enjoyable everything about this moment and the fan fandom reaction to it was just so enjoyable yeah. for me that no, no. i had to mention this I as a, one of our moments in 2019
1: i heard there was a cat in uh kill it like a cat was it an Cat I, don't, I don't know.
2: I don't know. There was fish CPR. No, in There's secretary a it was fish CPR. But in in what? kill it there was something weird. I think it was oh, okay. a cat.
1: Wasn't okay. oh, no. <laughs> there also a fish in uh, Graceful Family? Uh, yeah, I'm, I was going to mention that. Wow, you actually had two nominees for this category. No, it's not a nominee at
0: all. Uh, even though it doesn't quite fit this category, there is another uh, fish from uh, a drama this year that I think needs mentioning, which is Picasso from Graceful Family. Another fish who died and gave us a very dramatic <laughs> moment.
1: So, um... <laughs> What's in the water in drama left? Uh, right, it's fishy. <laughs> okay. It's very fishy. <laughs> okay, we need to stop making these jokes. Yeah. Otherwise, all our listeners will stop listening.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think we've reached our allowed limit of bad puns for this episode, and we've exceeded it. So, <laughs> on a more serious note, our next category is badass female ensemble. Um. I don't think we can choose one. So I no. just put search WWW and Mellow is my nature. Both of them were amazing in yeah. different ways, but equally yeah. incredible and unforgettable. Yeah. Do we have a general
1: ensemble?
0: Uh general ensemble, I think I mean we would probably default back to your uh you Song Go drama. What was that?
1: Oh I was going to say Hotel de Luna.
0: Really? And I would have yeah. said rookie
1: historian because the historians
2: oh, were just the historians. so great.
0: Yeah, the historians were pretty great. I actually really really like that
1: group. That's true. We do have them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of rookie historian, I'm going to be very quick because, <laughs> like, right now, um, nine point nine billion one woman is airing, and what's his name, Lee Ji-hun, uh, is in that. You know, our beloved um, Minuon, and and he's unrecognizable as a dastardly <laughs> cheating husband, player, kind of bad boy. (laughs) And I'm like, what happened to you, historian men? (laughs) I feel very (laughs) sad when I see that. But he's a great character. Anyway, moving on. This is, like, what is it, best crack jang or just crack jang? Most crack (laughs) crack jang. It's crack crack jang with two j's because I combined... (laughs)
2: Krak <laughs> That is a com- as a portmanteau of crack and mukjang but then like it's also
1: then including. Oh, I get you. That's it's a also good the bend.
2: So it's including the word dung. Right. Yeah.
1: So it's like a triple, a three-way portmanteau. That's really good. It is. Thank you. Charatha um, that, that kind of completely <laughs> went over my head. I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> I'll explain it. We later. all know <laughs> what it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I got the crack and the mugjung, Whoa. You know, like jung Same is happened. like the one with two J's. Oh, best. Yeah. Oh, so the best crack in whoa. That's exactly. Okay. The,
1: the, best the best crack in jung.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. Well done.
1: Okay. <laughs> all right. Now we have translated our category so that we all understand because I didn't understand it fully either. <laughs> Um, We've got like, uh, we've got three contenders for this one. So we've got The Last Empress, which actually half of it, just under half of it aired last year, and it finished in February this year. Um, We've got Secret Boutique, and we've got Graceful Family, but I think it is very fair to say that Graceful Family wins this one. More Okay. (laughs) Because I Um, haven't watched it.
0: (laughs) I could go on and on about Graceful Family. I think I've already done that in our previous yak. Um,
1: Which is why it wins. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, yeah it's just yeah which is why it wins just you know what go to twitter and just look up discussions around graceful family and see the utter just
1: madness also everyone was <laughs> watching this hard. so it was like you know mm, and yeah. there they're like three people watching secret boutique are like what's secret boutique and everyone else is like forget you graceful family <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm watching Secret Boutique, and it's a
0: really interesting drama. I'm I'm pretty into it right now. But the but the thing about Graceful Family was I think I'd mentioned it before. This is like melodrama light, so it's never heartrending. It's never like, like, like lost even- empressy, right? it's it's kind of Last Empress in in that way I I think I would compare it with that drama at the time because there is no weight on your shoulders when you're watching this mm. it's almost it's one dramatic moment to another dramatic moment <laughs> it's just having <laughs> fun with itself and like between the dramatic moments there's like a costume change that's it
1: that's all the <laughs> film <laughs> oh, and the, the
0: reason, reason that Last
1: Empress does not make the cut is because it just it went pants at the end it yeah, just it's completely kind lost just, the plot just, totally yeah. lost the plot like what was that about anyway I'm still angry <laughs> Ah, uh, I mean it
0: it it completely like blew our minds with Shin Rook's character it's just he started out so evil then became kind of like H- hilarious
1: and cute but still evil. In the middle Chejinyuk just disappeared like yeah, this he, was meant to be about Chejinyuk. It was not I, about him at all. Because like Shinzang was, was the so good. I, I Yeah, off. but it was still just it just was no. It was I'm, weird. I'm still it was just angry with the strummer. <laughs> it completely derailed, it was utter pants and that was that. That was that,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um so anyway. <laughs> now we hop on to the next I kinda, one.
1: I kinda <laughs> wanna have a category named pants now. <laughs> Maybe we should. Um, by pants I mean English pants, not uh, your American pants. English I pants know. are your actual undies. Your brown and yellow wife. That's how pantsy they are. You okay. guys call them wife, right? No, or we do you not have, you we don't have <laughs> wife Okay. We can't we can't have briefs.
0: In the us okay I, th- I thought you guys were talking about like a boyfriend like uh, like a human
1: boyfriend yeah. i mean what no. the hell guys y fronts it's a type of ma- male underwear which is really that's a um, totally appealing yeah just, they just call like the briefs here. but you know briefs are like a single piece y fronts like they have a y on the front they they're just I Actually, thought... they're also inexplicable to me because, and I'm not a man, so I, I don't know how Why? these things work. But, but, but they're they're weird. I'm, I'm sorry.
2: I'm sorry for bringing this up. Can we move on? I did not want to know so much about
0: I never did Okay. Uh, but so look, I made you a nice segue to wardrobe we want to steal. Okay. This is this would
2: this would never be my category because. It's a it's a fantasy of an outfit that you would enjoy, <laughs> rather than something that you would actually wear in real life.
0: Okay, the, okay. The first the first contender, yeah, I I kind of agree. I would I would have really liked to be able to wear her clothes. That's Park Min Young. I mean, as with the drama she did before the uh, before Private Life, which was uh, Secretary Kim, and in this one, she's got the A line skirt thing going. Oh my mm-hmm. god! Yeah, those <laughs> pantsuits. Yeah, it's just so amazing. Um, So yeah, everything, everything Park Min-young wears ever on her dramas, I suppose.
1: Uh, the so next one she is
2: play. Shin Hesan, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, oh,
1: yeah, everything she wore in Angel's Lost Mission was actually pretty I big. just remembered um, how amazing her yeah. outfits were in that drama. This is the good thing about being a, like a chaebol heiress. Yeah, I guess. I mean, she was
0: looking great, but it's not her costume that I remember. It's just her, like her face,
1: especially. It just, she was just but she was always like immaculately styled mm-hmm, and that yeah. was yeah like she yeah. looked every inch the the cheryl yeah
2: yeah and it was such a big contrast from her like uh, awkward wardrobe that she couldn't really manage to fit into Impressive in the previous again. yeah 30 but yeah. 17 where like yeah. she was like learning how how to like inhabit clothes again in that and she was like a duckling and in this she was like so confident and so put together and so polished that's true. And of course,
0: uh you in her in touch your heart. I mean, that's hardly a surprise, you It's like it's like if you have you in you have to dress her. I think like. yeah. And she, she is an actress <laughs> in this one, which just like gives you the excuse, all the excuse, all of the excuse. So yeah. I just love how head. she's
2: like always like two hundred percent overdressed for every occasion, <laughs> and she so does crazy. not give two poops. It's great. Pinky, yeah. pinky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also,
0: um, Soo Hyam from uh, Graceful Family. It just, her wardrobes weren't anything that I would want to wear. They look supremely uncomfortable in that they are gorgeously styled, but have like slits in bizarre places, and I would just like trip over everything. Um, but yeah, she looked amazing, and that deserves a shout
1: out. Yeah, despite all of the amazing wardrobes in land, there is only one winner. And that is IU in Hotel de Luna. Of course. Sh- Man, answer. that woman, the moment she walked on the screen. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think my screen caps folder for this year is about 80% IU and her outfits. And I love the way the drama deals with it as well, because they're, like, they're not even trying to hide the fact that she's wearing something different in every scene. <laughs> like There's this one point where um, they're about to go out um, to eat, and, and Yojingu is like, Oh, and she's like, uh, she says to uh, Chansong, Yeo Jinggu's character, hold on, hold on. And he's like, what, you need to go and change into the right (laughs) outfit for eating noodles. And she's like, you know me too well. (laughs) And then she comes back and she's like, don't you think that, you know, this is perfect for that cool, breezy summer's day and this. And it's just like, it's so great because like, not only is it that they have like, there's that sort of um, wink and nod about the whole wardrobe change, but also it kind of it explains styling choices as well. Because I mean, there is a stylist, and I I don't know if you guys read this interview, which I really enjoyed. About You stylist for this show, and she was like, "I am happy with like everything that I was able to do with IU. I can die happy now." <laughs> and it's like it's <laughs> nice. so true. Like I get you. You can. This is your, you know, your grand work.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So speaking of Hotel de Luna,
1: the next category, Taya? <laughs> this one was my idea. So it's the best Yojingu. So the thing with Yojingu is that he's been very busy this year. We had him in The Crowned Clown playing not one but two characters. Um, and then he was in um, My Absolute Boyfriend. And then he was in uh, Hotel Del Luna. So I actually didn't watch all of these. I, only, I watched The Crowned Clown and I watched Hotel Del Luna. And Burma has a very strong reaction to one of these. <laughs> so yeah, our best think... our, our best uh Yojingu is um Hotel Daluna's Gu Chen Sung. But our worst Yojingu is the robot from my absolute boyfriend <laughs> Can can you tell us why? I, I had a
0: <laughs> visceral reaction to seeing this thing even on the list. Because it just it's one of those it's not that the that Yujin was in any way at fault here, but the but the robot character was just so... It should pants. not have existed. <laughs> yes, it was pants.
1: The drama was pants. I think we should just forget that this <laughs> ever happened. <laughs> well, it nearly never happened. So one wonders why it did happen in the end. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure there was some <laughs> behind the scenes something that caused it to happen despite
2: everything. Yeah.
0: I will say though that uh, the crown clown, i just the dramatic range of this boy is... <gasps> Amazing. A, on full display a, in in that drama, and I it's it's kind. I mean, if Rookie Historian hadn't happened, uh, Crown Clown would probably have been the standout saguk from uh, last year for me. And I don't usually watch Saguks much, or and especially not the dramatic ones. But no? yeah, I I, no, I kind of I, thought I, you do. I watch the romancy fusion ones, but not um. the ones where like it starts with a murder. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know? Same. No, I'm the same way. Usually, don't watch serious Saguks. Yeah. So but yeah, I had to watch Crown Clown. I mean I, I started watching it because of Yujen Goo and then I just couldn't stop 'cause Yujin Go. So Times really. two. <laughs> yeah, times two. I mean <clears throat> if uh if Hotel de Luna was Ayu's baby, uh Crown Clown was of course Yojin Goo. So maybe you, that that should be the best Yujin Goo.
1: It was just the most, the most Yojin Goo. He was Yojin Goo.
2: All right. So um, the next category is most convincing fake politician who becomes a real politician. So um, we had... How is this even a category? I know. And (laughs) when I first came up with it, I was thinking of three dramas. And those were The Lies Within, um, The Great Show, and My Fellow Citizens. But then I realized later, Saya told me that in The Great Show, he doesn't really... He is a real politician. He, but he's well, he's class.
1: a politician in Greece, so maybe you know it count. Ca- it counts.
2: Okay, but anyway, I feel I feel like it was enough for a category. Hold on, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. I, I
1: I give
0: you another contender, which is of course sixty days. Come on. Oh,
1: although I, oh. I actually didn't get past the opening episodes, and then I yeah, suppose because- we can also say the clown because you know. Yeah, but like if we just consider modern day politicians.
0: <laughs> 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 Then, uh, yeah, it was because 60 Days, of course, you have like this bureaucrat who's suddenly uh, thrust into political life and he has to either sink or swim and the nation with him. So, did wow, you the show? I just I went halfway through it, but I do oh. know how it ended
1: because I. Okay, do tell me it. though, because I am planning to watch it. It's okay. Just-
2: Okay, so clearly, this was a category that we needed this year for 2019. So <laughs> um, strangely, it was a trope. And for us, I think we were pretty unanimous on um, yep, there's only one winner on <laughs> Yang Jungguok for me- my fellow citizens. He was played by Chichuan. He was delightful as a con artist. He was even more delightful when he developed a conscience and became a real politician. He was funny, he was charming. He made me cry. What else is there to say? I don't know. Saya, do you have something to add?
1: <laughs> I I have. I feel things, but I I may have run out of words.
2: Yeah, this was definitely a very emotional pick for me as well. I just his journey as as like a character was one of the, my favorite character journeys of the year.
1: Yeah, and the way that people were won over by him without like unwillingly won over that was just it really says so much. And because like you know, this is our times now you always you watch dramas, you know, in the context of, of the world, the real world around you, and the political world around us right now is very sort of disillusioning and dismaying, and all other words beginning with "dis" that don't end well. So you really like it, it means something else when you see someone like this. Yeah, and it was
2: idealistic but mm. not in a way that made it but detached from real life yeah or
1: right. or like
2: such a fantastical idealistic fantasy that it's like doesn't even you can't even relate to it like yeah, there like, was like, a lot yeah. of corruption and darkness mm. and and like when he first becomes a politician he's not a genius that like all he has to do is get elected and then suddenly he's like so good he sucks <laughs> he doesn't know anything and he has to like learn like from like A you know A B C yeah. from the beginning and he doesn't so. even mean
1: well but, like, no, it, it's being in power and having power that changes him for the better. Which is, like, it's it flips the narrative of the real world, doesn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, it was
2: a good show. Very good yeah, show. Yeah, definitely.
1: Last categories,
0: guys. Let's do this. Oh, okay. we are leaving
1: K-drama learned. <laughs> Yes, we are.
0: <laughs> yes, we are. Okay. Uh, So, best... Non Korean slash
1: Chinese drama (laughs) that I finished. Can can I just read this, uh, the actual category, so people know how funny it is? So, this category is called Best Non Korean slash Chinese Drama former Finished. Like, this is like you finished (laughs) it. Yeah, because usually I just start these dramas and then I'm like, yeah. I'm watching it and
0: I'm halfway through and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to finish it. You're the, the, you're
1: the only one qualified for this category also,
0: created that, for that, that, is,
1: that is true. This is
0: my category and mine alone. Hey, you guys were, you guys had the chance to create your own categories and you
1: made general
0: ones. Who told you to include me?
1: Just, no, but I love it. I think it's great. It's perfect. This is your wheelhouse. <laughs> I mean, okay, you so, can do this.
0: <laughs> I must have finished half a dozen last year, but I don't think uh, any of those quite. Uh, okay, anyway, the winner of this category is Unrequited Love, uh, which is this Chinese drama about unrequited love. It does an amazing job <laughs> of showing you the perspective of the person who has this one sided, quiet crush on another person kind of like the suffering, the longing and um, also, you know self-esteem issues that might keep you silent and all of that stuff and then later on it also goes on to uh, show you the other side, like the perspective of the object of your affection and what I really liked was usually these kind of stories uh, it's usually the other way around, like it's gender flipped, it's usually the boy uh, pining away for the girl and uh, like, you know it's, mm. I don't know. Usually, the, the way it's shown is is, is toxic a bit. Uh, this is how you do non toxic finding. <laughs> it it was a really good watch, and it's not just the main pair, but the other characters were great as well. I just think, like amongst Chinese dramas, and I know they produce historical dramas by the dozen every year. This one, um, amongst all you know contemporary fair this one really stood out. I I enjoyed so many things about it i enjoyed the the uh the college life the school life the 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 thing about growing up it's coming of age it's it's sort of trying to you know learning to respect yourself and understanding your own value and that you don't have to wait for this one person to give you attention to become valuable it's just so much and done so well and yeah how many episodes long is it it's not very. We we had a discussion about this. Like episode uh, length were pretty short. So even though I think the uh. count is like forty or something, it it's it's not it's not forty so like hours, half hour like, episodes. Yeah, it's oh, like really. twenty hours or something.
1: Yeah, actually, I remember having this conversation now. <laughs>
0: yes, <laughs> I, I thought it was too short, man. I could have just kept watching this drama. I really could.
1: have so you weren't mm-hmm. the only one watching non Korean dramas. <laughs> I I spent quite a lot of this year watching... I, I'm really ashamed of how many dramas I did complete this year, because it's it's a ridiculous number. But that's not even counting all of the non-Korean stuff I watched. But, like, the, there is just, like, there's, like, two standouts in everything. Like, nothing else deserves being mentioned, but The Dragon Prince, which is on its third season, it's a Netflix original, animated, and it's so good, guys, it's so epic, and if anyone ever loved Avatar the Last Airbender, or indeed the much older and more classic Mysterious Cities of Gold, this is the thing you have to watch. It's just so well written and plotted and animated and the characters and it's so like modern in terms of like representation and it's just Ah it's so good, I can't even talk about how good it is. And there's a little glow toad who is the heroist of heroes. And Do you have to watch the last
2: airbender
1: to, um, to No no watch not at all. They're is completely the different stories. Oh okay. They're, they're the same creator, but a oh, completely, okay. completely different story. I see. And they're so easy to watch, like one episode is about twenty three to twenty three minutes, um and one season is like nine episodes. Um, okay. and it's on three seasons like you could you just get through them but like there's lots to think about and it's it's just I really love it and it's so good and Barma did you watch the latest one
0: I haven't watched it mine I just watched oh, season one I'm still saving
1: season two. A treat. Oh, really yeah. season three <laughs> just like knocks it out of the park it is it's so epic. Like, you're sitting there with your, like, clutching your, your face going, oh, it's so epic. <laughs> and there's some really great, like, you know, like, the show is not, like, white. It's It's got everyone in there. There's not, like, a, a, a majority white image anywhere. Like, even when you have communities, the communities are mixed. Um, But we meet, like, a completely different... A species and they are so good i'm like ah, oh, i want to tell you but i don't want to tell you so i'm not going to tell you but you're going to love it <laughs> okay
2: <laughs> the other international show that we wanted to that we wanted to mention was um hassan minaj's patriot act which i mean the whole world knows how amazing this show is we all love it we love hassan Minhaj. It's a national pastime. It's an international pastime. (laughs) He's an international treasure. I'm so, I mean, like, objectively, he's such an amazing comedian. And he's talking about such important stuff, especially for Americans. But then, like, as a Muslim American, seeing him, Mm. like, be up there and talking about his experience as an American, um, even the name of the show, is such yeah. a middle finger to this legislation that came out right after 9-11 and, like, made our lives hell ever since. Like, it's just such an amazing experience to, like, know that this is in the world, and every episode is so good. And, and I he listen just to the theme song it. all the time.
1: Yeah, true. <laughs> and he talks it's about Lourdes <laughs> on the stage, and it's amazing. <laughs> as as anyway. you were, like introducing it I was thinking should I should I should I da, 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 da. <laughs> I love it I never skip the intro <laughs> da, 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 I, <laughs> listen to the credits too. <laughs> I yeah. mean not j- I mean you're you as an American but also like those of us outside America whether we're you know Muslim or brown or just like one of those things or n- neither of those things like, you know, the comedians are the truth tellers of our, our times and the fact that he can just, like, he will say the things you want someone to say, but you can't mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. And he just says them and you're like, thank you, God. Yeah. And Hasan Minhaj. <laughs> <laughs> Sick.
0: Yeah, yeah. man. I, I completely Muslim. agree. I mean, I'm I'm not Muslim. I'm not American. Um he talks a lot about his Indian heritage through his parents and how the Indian community in general treats him. But it's I it, it for me, he is this international figure, completely I mean I'm not it's not that he's brown, that's why I identify with him. It's it's just that he is I mean, I I never thought he was like a great comedian but as a person who speaks to power and a person who who just I um, there was an interview a while back before he started Patriot Act that he did where he was explaining our concept and that was the first time it struck me that he's really good at explaining things so when he started yeah. Patriot Act I watched his first episode I'm like finally
1: you're doing the thing that you were born for and, and he's mm-hmm. such a natural storyteller as well like his storytelling skill is like it would rival the uncles um- <laughs> <laughs> Except and he's actually good he doesn't just force it on people <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, um, like because my dad is such a great storyteller as well. It's like, it's one of those things that you can just appreciate. Like, I'm not, I'm not in any way a storyteller. I'm just like, yeah, and then um, I can't remember what happened. So <laughs> to see someone who actually has that raw, pure talent, which in a different time would have him, like, you know, at the center of a circle where everyone's sort of raptly listening to him with a bonfire in the middle, that kind of thing. It's yeah. just, it's, you know, it's like the skill is amazing to see.
0: Yeah. Great. So what else were you guys watching?
1: So there's, there's um, one more thing that I, I feel like we cannot leave the year without mentioning. And I think we've mentioned at various times in various Yaks um, about Jay Kim, who has a channel on YouTube and he does these um, videos initially, he like he's a mu- uh, musician, right? And then he started doing videos about Muslims and Islam in Korea and so this year we actually we followed him on his journey of learning more about Islam and meeting Muslims and and that like came to this like like, I I can't even heart bursting climax (laughs) yeah like he started out
2: you know having been thinking like oh Muslims are kind of weird why do they do those weird things and then he started like going to traveling to like Malaysia and stuff. And then he came back home to Korea and he started interviewing like women who wore hijab and Muslims who didn't wear hijab, but just like Muslims in general. And then he like decided to fast all of Ramadan just to see if he could do it. And then like he went and he finished, he like did the whole thing. I was like, wow, you, yeah, wow. And then he, you know, like we just saw him and then he started to like really at a certain point start to, Take it like really you could see like,
1: that change in him, and it was yeah. just like just watching it and crying because it was just so pure. It and was really, yeah.
2: um, an amazing experience to just watch somebody's spiritual yeah. journey, especially considering how open and honest and sincere he was, and how like he just kind of invited people into his spiritual journey in a really beautiful way. I definitely cried multiple times watching his yes. stuff, yeah. It was a long journey of sweetness in a year that's been really dark in a lot of ways. So I think we needed to see that Mm -hmm. and we're grateful for him to him for sharing
1: it with us. I feel like I need to say something profound, but it's not coming to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So guys, everybody listening, thank you so much for listening to us for, for however long you've been listening to us. Thank you for being part of our lives. This conversation that is often just, it, we try to stick to uh, this list of things, but it often gets derailed randomly. And um, I'm not sure why this conversation is interesting to anybody but us, but apparently it is. Maybe um, it's not, and we shouldn't
1: tempt fate by asking them.
0: Yeah, actually, why, why am I even <laughs> saying this? Uh, <laughs> thank you, guys, for listening to us, uh, for ending this year with us. And hopefully, uh, we'll be able to bring you interesting episodes for
1: many, many, many months <laughs> maybe <yeah. laughs> i like how we're not committing to years yeah. there's, there's a couple of yaks left in us <laughs>
0: there, there are there are still yeah i mean it's been it's been a hard year but it's it's because you guys are with us and because these two are with me that we can keep doing this month after month and uh, yeah it just guys
2: <laughs> i feel very emotional
0: Hey, are you really
1: crying? Thank you, mum. No, I just feel squishy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what what Porama said, just thank you, everybody who's stayed with us. And especially those of you who have been with us from, you know, the beginning or nearly the beginning, especially to Anissa's mum, who we thought was going to be our only listener. Like we started this and we knew we had one listener. And
2: That's it was sure. Anissa's mum. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah forget everyone else. We, we, we've got one listener. That's an, enough. I do not commit to things long term because my life is not predictable that way. The fact that we have come two and a half years is kind of mind-blowing to me. So I guess that's as far as I can take it. And I'm sorry to say everyone that this was my last podcast. yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, don't worry. I'm coming back at least for a couple more. We'll, we'll take we'll play it by ear <laughs> okay thank you yeah.
2: for your um compulsory dad joke of the yak i think we should just call them bad
1: jokes yeah they really are <laughs> this one was funny to no one but you i thought this was a very fine one one of my best if uh. i had not ruined it by laughing too soon <laughs> that's that's my problem this is why i will not be hassan minhaj because i laugh in the wrong places and yeah <laughs> i don't have a beard
2: Yeah, Yeah. no, I just want to echo everything that both of you have said. It's been a hard year, but also a really amazing year. And it's really very exciting to see people, like to see some of the numbers of how many people are listening, even though like, as we know, podcast stats are very inaccurate, but we can get like sort of a sense. We love getting your emails and your comments and interacting with you on Twitter. And it's just like really, really Upgraded the fandom experience that was already pretty great. So, I think the Kdrama fandom is one of the best fandoms out there, and it's really an honor to to have been on this journey with all of you listeners. Yeah, yeah. And you know, like we're we're coming to the end of the year, but we're also coming to the end of the decade. So, um, I came up with this idea, and I sort of dragged Saya and Paruma with me and <laughs> made them do all kinds of extra work. But we came up <laughs> with this. <laughs> Sort of retrospective on the 2010s of, of K-drama, so check that out on our blog. It's just sort of um, some top 10 lists, some some themes, some interesting tropes that we loved this decade. Um, it should be a fun read. So and and send us your your thoughts about what you loved most in the 2010s, because we'd love to hear your answers.
1: And if you're a, a newcomer to K-dramas, especially check it out for for what you know really been unmissable in the last decade that it can be hard when you're looking backwards to pick what to watch and, and that kind of thing. But I think we've got a pretty good list and it's it's comprehensive, I think. Um it's highly, highly subjective, but we're we're confident, kind of, maybe. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. and for veterans who, who've really been in the game for oh, who knows how long, forever or half of forever or whatever. If you've got any suggestions that we didn't uh, that didn't make it into our list, either because we haven't watched it or we don't know about it or because you know perhaps we didn't like it, do do tell us what we've missed out and what should be there or your own personal bests, where like we always we always want to know what's what's the best out there. Yeah. But before we finish, before we finish, <laughs> we thanked everybody else. But I feel like I really need to thank you guys too because you guys put so much work into making this happen i turn up and talk and not even coherently at that but like you know borama the hours you have sunk into editing like many 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 hours and you sort of being so organized and working out schedules and keeping us on track and just being very uh efficient like uh, Secretary Kim. Um, <laughs> you, know, <it's>, you guys <laughs> I still don't have her outfit. <laughs> well maybe maybe you'll get you'll get that upgrade in, in twenty twenty. Who knows? The, the next decade can bring anything and that's us bring something good. <laughs> like Aww. a decent wardrobe. But better things than that also. Yeah. So thank you guys Aww. too. Right
2: back at you. You both are so special in my life and I feel like I don't know it feels like we've known each other forever, even though it hasn't actually been that long. It has and been. And I don't think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I don't think I could have taken this journey with anyone other than you two. So thank you both for, for being the special people that you are.
1: I love you. I'm holding Aww. up finger hearts in front of my mic because this is <laughs> the closest I can get to saying those words.
2: <laughs> so I appreciate that. you guys too. <laughs> Aww. Okay. Alright, now I'm really gonna cry
1: so <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's you know, end the blast podcast of this year.
1: Kada. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye everyone.